0: Whatever it takes, I know I can make it through. Hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. something that you might like to hear. You got a sexy little body. Your- Sorry. <laughs> I'm done. Go, Go ahead. ahead we-
1: I- okay. <laughs> um hello degrassi panthers and welcome or welcome back to another episode of below the dot podcast where we recap and discuss a new episode of degrassi the next generation every throwback thursday from the degrassi black hole i am one of your hosts terry mcgregor i am your other
0: host chris sharp
1: And today we are recapping season two, episode 10, titled Take My Breath Away. But first, we'll get into some trivia for Terry. And also note that this is the first episode without a trigger warning in like three episodes. So here we are. (laughs)
0: Look at us having a fun episode this week. And a fun episode it is. So I have two trivia questions about this specific episode. The first question is, what is the name of the author from the book that Ellie and Marco were bonding over? I have no clue
1: not a Ed- clue
0: Edward Gory sounds right <laughs> yes um I see your partner is kicking in the background is he playing video games
1: of course actually that reminds <laughs> me let me send this text message really quick even though he said I got rid of away. mine mine
0: went out and I say yes good finally a quiet house isn't it Tuesday like why is he
1: here now that I think about it yeah
0: don't he gotta go play
1: basketball or something honestly excuse that all right, well, anyway.
0: second. All right. <laughs> I feel like you're not going to get this one it's very specific but sometimes I don't know what state of mind you were in when you were watching so perhaps <laughs> you did also I tried that in a couple episodes and I just went to sleep so <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, one of the decorations that Manny puts on Craig's locker said the following fill in the blank Craig is the what
1: oh my god it it it's i'm stuttering well it's too easy to say (laughs) that craig is the best
0: that's very close yeah one more
1: guess is the
0: bestest craig is the greatest
1: (laughs) oh my god
0: (laughs) she drew a bear on it and she actually had an actual bear on the locker i didn't go back to see if it was the bear that he had won her from um their night out together Mm -hmm. And then she also had the picture that Emma had taken from their date, which is kind of a spoiler alert. But if you were listening to the last episode and you already have watched this, you know that Craig and Manny go on a date today.
1: Yes, because uh, I get into that later. How did she find time to do all this? But we'll we'll see.
0: It's a very big question that we ask ourselves a lot throughout this series, because yes, we do see them in class. But how did she have time to do that?
1: Literally. Question.
0: Oh, I'm looking at the wrong episode. No, I'm looking at I'm looking at your notes. I didn't actually look like through them, but you had written up here episode nine, mirror in the bathroom, Mm and I was like, but it's titled correct, so I was a little bit confused.
1: All right. (laughs) Well, anyway, here we are. Um, Carrie's tidbits. (laughs) Getting back in the swing of things, and I, my friends, only have one today because it was a fun episode, but I don't have much to give. So. We'll mention it later because it's a big point in something that Craig says that we think is funny that the writers like threw in there. But Craig little sister, Craig's little sister, Angela, portrayed by Alex Steele, is Manny, Cassie Steele's actual little sister in real life. So the fact that they had <laughs> Manny's little sister play Craig's little sister, and then she ends up being his love interest is really funny because I always thought that they looked just alike before knowing that they were actually related. And lo and behold, they were. Right, and
0: I think I say something about it later, so I will just wait and, for my thoughts and then that happens.
1: Yes. yes. Um, the only thing else that I noted that I pulled from the Degrassi fandom wiki, and we talked about this before too, is that Alex Steele was the only character or the only actress to play two characters in the same series because we know hmm. she plays Angela until like season five and then we meet her in next class as somebody completely different and we've talked about that before because it's kind of funny that they did that of all the actresses and actors that were out there that she could have either came back by herself which would have been even better um but no just the same actress
0: but I guess I'm learning. And honestly, it didn't have to be a big thing. Um, but we did talk about this last week a little bit, how the actor who played Joey Jeremiah was a little bit salty about how they ended up, I guess, ruining his relationship with Caitlyn and how they weren't nearly as involved in this series. So I imagine, I think he actually intentionally left the series and, and you know made a note mm. not to come back. So if she were to come back as herself, it would be a little weird for consistent watchers to not see him but a lot right. of the characters don't have parents like we didn't see so many characters parents in the series i think we never saw her parents i don't think so i think right. they could have done it but anyway um i guess we can go ahead and get started let's get into it so for our opening scene in a plot craig comes to get something from miss kwan's class and we are treated to a daydream sequence insert sound clip I send could I kiss you man well you
1: can see me however you must love me forever
0: forever unfortunately None of this was real and Craig actually just needs Manny to stand up. <laughs> I I wrote a quotation, stand up, dumbass, and I'm <laughs> and I was thinking, okay, she definitely didn't say that. And I don't know why I would write that. And the reason I wrote that is because my mom said that while we were watching the episode together. <laughs> it's like, why did I say this? Oh, because my mama. What the hell is So her? funny. Anyway, uh the grade eight made a really stupid, like, gif or jif, I think I call it a jif, um, of Snake and Spike for their wedding. I did not think it was cute. <sighs> JT, did you email me naked baboon pictures again? Manny starts asking a weird-ass question about how it feels to find your one true love. And this is, it's just weird for
1: her to be asking her teacher that, in my opinion. It, right, because it's, she knows, again, she knows him as Mr. Simpson and maybe, but we haven't seen this. She might know him as, like... I get the names myself. Spikes, like significant other. But we don't know their relationship on that level. So it's weird. But also, I made the note that they just threw in the fact that they got engaged. Like there wasn't an episode for it as if they weren't important characters.
0: And you see, that's why Pat was upset. Yeah. That's why.
1: But yeah. (laughs) I mean,
0: Whatever. It was a weird question. I did realize kind of looking back when I was making uh, the TikToks over the weekend that Manny's kind of a hopeless romantic. Mm -hmm. so it's very consistent you see it back in season two you see it throughout her relationship on and off with craig you see it with truly everyone she ends up with she loves love and you can tell but anyway manny is wearing a baby g watch and doodling in her journal about craig emma tells manny that her mom proposed and this inspires her to encourage manny to tell her go for it um my question as a um, person in a straight relationship, would you propose to your partner?
1: Look, here's the thing. Because I was trying to be nice and I didn't know where either of us would stand on this. But I made this note and deleted it. I was like, I don't care if Spike was going for what she wanted. That gives pick me. I'm not proposing to any man. I do not care. I will buy myself an engagement ring before I propose to a man.
0: So here's my my thoughts on that. Same, same stance. <laughs> Absolutely, fuck not. And my reason is I do emotion- enough emotional labor as it is. Um, Say it. Just the way that our societies are, as much as I want to be like, oh, women are equal. We know that that's not the case. And because that's not the case, I do a shit ton of emotional labor around here as it is. And so the least you can do is go buy me a ring that absolutely should not cost as much as it does and put it on my fucking finger. <laughs> I mean, Honestly. Look, I I just finished washing all of the laundry in the house today and I cooked dinner and I did all of these things. And I know that there are some partners out there who, you know, have a more even distribution of load. This is the way that it works for my partner and myself. But as a society, we just require so much from women, even in the workplace. So many women talk about like, are, are like, playing mothering figures to the men who they work with the bar is so much lower for the men that we work with and they just expect so little out of them and so much out of women so even if your relationship is more equal society is not and so until society is showing what i needed to look like i'm not proposing to no man of course as you know if you were listening last week
1: i'm not proposing to a man anyway because this is my first and last husband (laughs) <laughs> so no. then there's that honestly that's such a good point though because it's like it's the one thing that i think a man should be able to do and make the decision of themselves to do and have the balls to do it like i don't care like i'm gonna leave before i ever propose to a man you better right. quote me here because if i am ever <laughs> ever talking to you about doing so we gotta call someone for you yeah something needs to be done because it's wild but out of this, what I got from it was at least Emma likes uh, Spike and Snake together now. She seems accepting of it. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm I'm glad she's finally rooting for it. And I will add that, um, and I always complain about this when I see like people being surprised with engagements. Engagements or commitment to get married to someone should never be a surprise. It should be mm-hmm. something that both parties, in my opinion, agree upon. So like, you should never be surprised that somebody says, do you want to marry me? It shouldn't be, do you want to marry me? It should be, I do want to marry you. And now I'm putting a ring on your fingers to show the whole world. We already established that we did. We're mm-hmm. now just telling other people basically that we have a date
1: for it. Yeah. That's a good point. Just to bring up one more thing. If you need any reason to like reconsider proposing to a man please watch chrissy propose to jim jones on <laughs> love and hip-hop that's the reason right there don't do it you look foolish now she literally has video footage of her on one knee for this man who still hasn't married her i don't think don't oh, do it I gotta watch it now it's i not gotta worth watch it, it. Don't i'm sure it. it's
0: embarrassing but yeah all right um and actually interestingly i didn't even realize this i wrote that in my notes <laughs> um, and, and I wrote every single thing that I just said, I said, shit ain't the same. It, it shit ain't what I need to look like, so I'm not doing it. But anyway, <laughs> I actually wrote, I'm not proposing proposing to anyone's man, including my own. Period. On to our B plot, Speaking of going for it, we see that Ellie has a crush on Marco, and they're talking about their favorite author. My favorite letter is E. E is for Ernest who choked on a peach. The camera pans to the side where Hazel asks Paige her thoughts on Marcos. Cute, funny, why is he single? Not for long, Hazel's on the case. think I need help with my math work. Speaking of a pick me. Honestly. Like, <laughs> I wish they gave Hazel better because this scene just reads as thirsty and I am not, even, I cannot root for her.
1: They don't want you to. It's so bad and the... <laughs> Again, my my good sis was in a headband. Like, please. yes, yes. <laughs> headband, oh Hazel my God. over here. All
0: right. So jokes on both of Hazel and Ellie because if you know, you know, and if you don't know, you're gonna find out. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'm glad you said this because I wrote a side note in here. <laughs> I wrote, side note, I want to highlight that I noticed in this moment how raggedy they did Andrea. uh, Is she Andrea or Andrea? I'm going to say Andrea. I think it's Andrea. I feel like so many black people go by Andrea, though. Anyway, (laughs) they did her hair bogus. It is styled straight with a headband because no one knew how to do her edges, and I recently watched that clip, so when I had watched this episode and taken these notes, it had been right after I watched that clip. Um, Which I had seen before, but I I actually focused this time where she was talking with the other black actors about the Mm -hmm. racism they've experienced on sets where no one is present who can style their hair. So they were forced to be like self-managed. And so in this setting, I think it's I think, honestly, it works in this type of series because it's middle and high school. So they're Mm -hmm. forced to look less polished. So like Liberty's hair looks bogus so much, but I looked exactly like Hit Liberty at that age. <laughs> so, and like, to be honest, the non-Black characters really didn't have much better styles. I'm really no. looking at Manny. Manny, after season six, her hair was atrocious. But that doesn't really negate the issue and the fact that these hair, like the characters might have terrible hairstyles by choice rather than by necessity. Manny's blonde hair and the short bangs. And I'm sure that could like... um terry's cornrows and marco's cornrows <laughs> those were a choice but like hazel and liberty didn't have an option to look shitty by choice and that's an issue and so um, that was those are just my thoughts and interesting that i commented on that and you also
1: commented on that that's so funny literally... same brain <laughs> and i mean we also have to think about like emma with the crimped hair over crimped hair no <laughs> thank you <laughs> like right but like it, but it looks really bad. But also, that's how
0: we were wearing our hair. So it's, honestly, it's as it's hard it's to see like there's a difference. Hazel and Liberty look jacked on accident versus Emma looking jacked on purpose. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Manny is at her locker because we're back at the A plot, and she's applying some lip gloss when she is overcome with a fantasy where Craig approaches her and professes his love. And once she snaps back into reality, she's like, you know what, I'm going for it. She approaches Craig herself to admit that she likes him, and then she walks off embarrassed after she realizes what she's done. Lucky Manny, though, Craig admits that he likes her as well. Ah! Oh, sorry, sorry, I'm such a ditz. No, no, it was cute. Now this moment is integral to the plot development here because it contributes to why things ultimately did not pan out as some of us had hoped that it would this time around. Manny invites Craig to the movies tonight and we are treating to some sarcastic comedy from Craig. Craig is always. Oh,
1: you mean with you? I don't know.
0: Just kidding, Craig knew what she meant and the date is on for tonight. Craig's character has so many lines where it's just like, that was just, it's it's funny for like the viewer, but I remember one time, (laughs) When he and another character were going to have sex for the first time, he pulls out the condoms and he's like, never without again. <laughs> and it's uh. just like. <laughs> and there's another time. Um, I think he was with that other character and she pulls out like maybe a, a CD or something that's like called the Wows or something. And he's like, didn't I make you do that enough last year? And it's like, Craig. <laughs> stop.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. I feel like that energy comes from like Jeremiah being his. uh like, his stepdad, because you know how he's, like, super corny. Oh, like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. This is funny, too. I made the note that, like, at first, Craig definitely seemed, like, I think he liked the fact that Manny was being so forward. Um, yeah. Up, like, he was all for it, because he's like, okay, yes, she's younger, but, like, she just asked me out. Like, no one else was going to do that. No one else had the balls to do it. Um, So I think he expected her to keep that same energy, and we'll find out if she does or not in a few seconds. But he <laughs> seemed all for it. And to go back to a previous storyline we had a couple episodes ago when they were at the dance he wanted to dance with manny so he's yeah. been interested in her so there's been like some mutual feelings there so it's not left field but the way manny ends up acting is a little left field
0: <laughs> yeah all right b plot later that day ellie is writing a poem in reference to her favorite author edward gory and so she's going for it but in a less obvious way she somehow anonymous anonymously sends an email to Marco, a skill which I never possessed. Anonymous emails, I don't know how she did it, but anyway, <laughs> s as in secret. I admire you from a a afar. Xo bad rhymer. I don't know. I don't. I took so long to understand what the fuck she was saying, and even though they had just finished discussing this author not even an hour ago, right. Marco looks incredibly confused upon receipt so he looks around and he's like who the fuck sent this and there's pick me ass hazel behind waving at him (laughs) just waiting for him to look at her
1: i made the same note too because i watched it twice and was like wait a minute they just talked about this author and the poem was exactly the same but it's such a mystery what yeah (laughs) yeah
0: Ellie's secret at my airplane has failed and pushed him further in the direction of Hazel not gonna lie again had I received this message I would have also been confused because I'm I'm slow so <laughs> like I wouldn't have gotten it I probably would have gotten it maybe the next day although I just want to say that one time in eighth grade this boy I had a crush on I turned around and he said to me yeah I'm feeling you <laughs> and I was just like what and I turned back around and maybe like six months later I said oh my god he said that he liked me
1: I do that, on-
0: <laughs> and like nothing came of that with that boy who I liked because I liked him for so long, and he said, "Yeah, I'm feeling you," and I was like, "I don't understand what this means."
1: <laughs> it didn't process until months later. I'm guilty of that. That's
0: funny, <laughs> like, and it has hurt my soul to this day. Yes, my eighth grade crush <laughs> told me, and we not I mean, obviously, we're doing fine, but <laughs> Stephen, if you're out there. At that point in time, I liked you, too.
1: Anyway, <laughs> I should have known what you meant, and I didn't.
0: <laughs> all right. Um. And then I'm going to find out he listens to this. He's not going to listen to it, but he's going to be like, yeah, I didn't mean that. I didn't <laughs> actually like you at all.
1: I can't.
0: Because your hair was just like Liberty's, and you were not cute. But anyway, <laughs> where are we? So. Mr. Simpson arrives late to class talking about a flood in the men's washroom, which evidently he was called to address, and I'm forced to wonder, what jobs don't the teachers at Degrassi carry? They coach. (laughs) They tutor. They break up fights. They tend to bathroom floods. When do they rest? Never. Marco and Ellie are working in the library, and I'm led to believe that this is a new day because I think Ellie's outfit has changed, and he tells her about the weird email he received and he doesn't understand. Something that confuses me here is that Ellie says that emails are anonymous. When? From whom? Sent- I was sending emails at the time and not
1: one of them was anonymous. The funny thing, too, is this is Degrassi. Y'all didn't think to ban or block the fact that people could anonymous. Anonymously send things. Like I know it was the early 2000s but if you knew that this was an option, why didn't y'all stop it while you were? I'm glad you said it. Because what I what I added was the closest I ever got to anonymous emails was the honesty
0: box. And you know that was messy. Those were dark times. Those were
1: such dark times. That's terrible. Anything that
0: was was cracking when I was in college and people were messy.
1: Anything anonymous was a mess. That's like yik yak. That's when I was in college, it was yik yak. Oh, really?
0: hmm Yeah. But anyway, anytime someone can write an anonymous message, it's about to be a fight.
1: It's a mess. And they letting them send uh, anonymous emails during class, but okay.
0: <laughs> but here we are. So, A plot. Studly Joey is breaking up with someone on the phone when Craig comes downstairs to announce he has a date with Manny that evening, who Joey finds to be too young. Which is rich when you realize that at some point in time during the series, Joey is maybe 34 and dating a 23-year-old, but I digress. Hmm. Regardless, he has planted a seed within Craig's ear, which has has the great potential to take root and grow.
1: Age ain't nothing but a number.
0: Yes, it is, Joey. That's problematic. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But, you know, what? there's only an 11 month old uh, 11 month gap between Craig and Manny. So I'm not worried about them. But age is more than a number. you nasty. Mm hmm. <clears throat> anyway, Angie captures our attention to discuss her drawing of Mr. Moo Moo and waves her stuffed toy in his in Craig's face. Meanwhile, at the Nelson household, Emma is helping Manny to get ready for the date with Craig, and she is visibly excited for Manny. So I actually love this for Manny because we always, like, come in on, like, talk shit about Emma and being selfish, being a bad friend. But she's really rooting for her girl, so
1: Mm -hmm. go Emma. Yeah, she was acting like Spike was acting when Emma went on her first date with Sean. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and Manny needed that because she didn't have a mom to be excited for because she wasn't supposed to be going out. This, okay, that's what I forgot to mention. When Manny was asking Craig out, I was like, she has some balls. Like, is, aren't her parents strict? Like, she's just going up to guys and asking them out, like, where is she supposed to be when this date is going on? And then we find out that Emma's covering for her. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. matches up with the story that I had in my head that Manny has or has probably been more sheltered. So this is all new to her and probably why she is so deep in these love fantasies because she doesn't know anything different. She only knows what she sees on television and what people say. Yeah, Yep, that's very accurate.
0: Ah! Ah! Craig begins the date by presenting Manny with the single rose, just like she imagined in her daydream. They're ready to go out on the town, but we don't get to see the date firsthand and instead we must listen to the two of them recap the date to their friends. Before (laughs) we get to hear about their date, let's see what Marco and Ellie are up to. Ellie is writing another poem inspired by Edward Gorey because the first one works so well. <laughs> M is for Marco. Z is for Zen garden. Meet me after school. Ellie is ready to reveal herself to Marco. It seems side note. This is not a good makeup look for Ellie. She's wearing ice shadow, ice eyeshadow and seeing it makes me really not miss the early 2000s. Cause it's, it, it's very indicative of the time.
1: You know what's funny is maybe last episode, I don't know if I said it or not, Ashley in all black but still found time to wear the icy blue eyeshadow with her oh very dark outfit. <laughs> they
0: haven't let it go. Like, girl, that didn't even match up. But all right. <laughs> Manny starts by saying that by the end of her date, she knew that Craig was the one. Liberty and Emma excitedly ask, so your boyfriend girlfriend now? It's official. And Manny says, "You when you know, you know. <laughs> And I'm here to remind you that if you know, you know. And if you don't know, like Mandy doesn't know, you are absolutely (laughs) going to find out. Craig sits down next to Jimmy Spinner for lunch with a quizzical look on his face. And I guess he doesn't know either. He admits that he has a lot on his mind. Is it his love for Mandy Santos? No, I'd say the best way to describe our date is bizarre. Ouch. I do not think he means in the crazy and love sense of bizarre. (laughs) We are treated to a back and forth between Manny and Emma and Liberty and Craig, Jimmy and Spinner, as they both recount their very different recollections of the past evening. To summarize, Manny thought Craig was incredibly sweet and kind, whereas Craig only, or yes, Manny only reminded Craig of his little sister, Angie. And I said, and I, I just want to talk to a writer, because I mm-hmm. need to know, were y'all trolling us on purpose? Absolutely. Um, I think they were. But anyway. Yeah. In one of his antidotes, Manny sounds almost exactly like Angie had the night before when she shoved Mr. Moo Moo into his face, which is why I kind of said that earlier, because yeah, as Manny is talking about um the stuffed animals in his like recollection. She's like, Yes, and I have Mr. Horsey Horse and Puffy Puff and, and Flippy Flip. The whole stuffy stuff collection. And- I didn't
1: I didn't realize how important that scene with Angie was until I watched it again. I'm like, wait a minute. I get it. Like, yeah. they're connecting it very early on that she yes. literally is, like, his little sister collecting these stuffed animals.
0: <laughs> and and Manny channels her inner Angie really well when she acts out the scenes in Craig's ma- memory. She, look, she looks just like her. Like, the facial expressions are, like, spot on. So... Anyway, Craig and Manny are pretty dramatic on polar opposite ends of this date spectrum. Manny found it magical to feed him cotton candy, whereas Craig (laughs) alleges that she almost choked him with it. Craig, cotton candy melts in your fucking mouth. You did not choke on that. (laughs) That
1: was so excessive.
0: He's so dramatic. Um, But it does pay me to say this. I'm going to side with Craig on this one. It feels as if Manny is doing a lot. And while it may not be as childish as he remembers the events, it was absolutely not their time to shine this round. <laughs> Much to Manny's disappointment, they didn't end the evening with a kiss. Craig has my two favorite qualities, passion and punctuality.
1: This is a very Liberty-ass statement. Look, asking for a friend, what man is punctual? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know. I haven't met I, one yet.
0: I, yeah, right on it but anyway well Craig is apparently (laughs) later that day Craig finds an excited Manny at her locker Emma overhears the interaction nosy as she is and it's really hard supporting Emma's actions when I know who she is as a person but she justifiably tries to help Manny out like she wasn't Mm -hmm. being shady she wasn't being unsupportive like she was trying and it's funny because this exact dynamic comes back to us when Toby meets his next love interest but we're gonna get there when we get there Um, Right now, Manny is off to go cheer Craig up while Ellie is waiting in the Zen Garden. B-plot. Marco is surprised to find Ellie in the Zen Garden because he was expecting to find Hazel. Ellie admits that she's been sending the emails and instead of having a conversation about it, Ellie runs off because she's presumably embarrassed. Relatable. Marco calls her to tell him that he didn't reject her. He planned to tell Hazel that she isn't his type and that Ellie is his type. Ellie is not his type, Uh -uh. but neither of them know this at this point, so we will get there when we get there as well. (laughs) (laughs) We find Manny decorating Craig's locker as a means to cheer him up. He is not cheered up. Ashley approaches him and requests for him to sign her petition regarding... Gem foods stands for genetically modified. Does that make them good? Now, they didn't need to give Manny this edit because Manny is best friends with Emma, who spearheads this protest with Ashley. Mm. Manny knows exactly what the fuck GM foods means. She knows exactly why they're harmful. They had her down bad this episode just because. That that was disrespectful. I know my girl (laughs) knows. I'm pretty sure it's either this season or next season. I want to say it's next season emma is out with her signs protesting the cafeteria with gm foods and i know i know manny knows what that that means but anyway (laughs) manny doesn't like the vibe and instead of taking this as a hint and moving on she tells craig he shouldn't talk to ashley anymore craig ain't with the shit though
1: (laughs) i'm sorry but it's not my locker i don't like it's you
0: Well, I can't be mad at Craig for being honest. It's something he perhaps should have channeled in season three, episode 11. And if you know, you know. And if you don't know, you're going to find out with us next season. But that wraps up our episode because Manny is understandably upset. And you would know if you've been checking out our TikTok content, as I know that one person was who stole my shit. <laughs> um. But yeah, so she was upset. And do you have any comments, questions, comments, concerns? Um, I'm
1: right with you with the whole Emma spiel. Uh, she was really, really trying to be there for Manny and was really the one that was on the ground and Manny was in the cloud. So she was really trying to let her know that she was embarrassing herself, but she didn't want to hear it and that's fair enough because... <laughs> Some people like to learn the hard way. Um, but this is literally how it goes. When you tell your friend about
0: themselves in a relationship and they be real upset and hurt. And then they come back and they be like, yeah, so he was
1: playing me. You yeah. weren't just jealous. So. so you were right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I said it before. I'll say it again. They had Manny down bad in this episode. And I don't like that. But it's okay because she comes back in a few episodes. Maybe by next season all the girls are wishing that Manny was asking them out. So, you know
0: yep yep you're not wrong (laughs) so for my episode moral i don't know what the fuck the moral was but i said age is more than a number so that's nasty (laughs) if you think otherwise
1: (laughs) that is the most important thing to pull from this honestly because again very problematic um to say age was nothing but a number um yeah my literal moral is what emma said probably like two minutes into the freaking episode and it's just to go after what you want even if you embarrass yourself at least you did it
0: you're right, and I think that's probably what their intentions were because between Manny and Ellie, as we talked about,
1: how the A plot and B plot often complement each other, that was probably their goal. Hmm. Good work. Um, you know, I try. The only thing I realized I didn't mention, um, was that having Hazel be interested in Marco was really them just trying to give the newer characters a storyline, right? Because like we haven't gotten much of a storyline from any of them yet, so they just so now we know Hazel's thirsty, right? So we randomly for one episode get a necessary love triangle between ellie marco and hazel newer people that were introduced because honestly craig has had several storylines of his own and i think this might have been marco and ellie's like first storyline about themselves
0: i'm tired of hazel being thrown at marco because this ain't the first time she tries to throw herself at him D- yes it's the next it's the next season you know the pasta sauce scene Mm. mm yes yes
1: yes They got to let it go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, I actually have a prediction this episode. Um, Joey initially assumed that Craig had finally asked Ashley out. Mm. Hmm. Just thrown that in there. Mess. Any other notes you want to say before I go on to next at Degrassi?
1: Nope. I think that's all I have today.
0: All right. Oh, God. So we're going to bring back another trigger warning next week. Next week at Degrassi, Hazel is a prime suspect when a Muslim girl she taunts is discriminated against on International Day, which forces her to come to terms with her own insecurities. Liberty and JT switch sewing projects in home and economics to avoid embarrassment. (sighs) Okay, so I just want to say right now, and I'll say it again next week, the... They covered serious topics, but they did it in such an over-the-top way that a lot of the line delivery, while they're saying horrendous things, is just, this is too much comical. Like, this is, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a lot. Like, I don't, I can't take this episode seriously, because y'all are doing a lot. Um, (sighs) Yeah. So I'm going to try really hard to recap their episode seriously next week when they just did the most and it's and it's a really shitty way about them covering this topic also mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: I got some complaints on next week's episode because we were just talking about Hazel's new and you're giving her some some um, plot lines why Ooh. the hell did we get Hazel to demonstrate the racism you got all these little characters up in the show and we give the black girl the racist plot but I'm gonna rant more on that next week <clears throat>
1: Oof! And for a ride, because let me just say, I started the first three minutes of the episode yesterday, shambles, unhinged behavior, crazy lines (laughs) in the first three minutes.
0: (laughs) Me, a fashion criminal. Yeah, that man, man. Uh, Yes. And also with that being said, I'm saying it now and I will say it again next week. There are just so many things that are said, like so many racist, problematic things that are going to be said in this episode that I'm just going to have to give like an and overwhelming, like, yes, they say a lot of things are wrong. I can't. I will be here all day if I call out literally mm-hmm. everything they say. So unless you want a 24-hour podcast and be saying, it was wrong that Hazel said this. And it was wrong that Jimmy said this. And it was wrong that JT <laughs> said this. I can't do that. So we're just going to give a disclaimer. Everybody in that episode is racist. Mm-hmm. For the 30-minute period, they are all racist. And the next w- week, uh, suddenly, they're not racist again. I don't understand. Anyway. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Also, I've been making a lot of TikToks lately. And as a just note, if you happen to see someone's idea and you're like, oh, my God, that was super cool. Let me do the same thing. You should probably credit them. <laughs> I know the Internet's free and so a lot of people steal ideas and it's really not that deep. That's cool. But you should always cite your sources. Just throw that in there. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Also, on that note, there are 385 episodes to Degrassi. There's plenty of content out there. There's no reason to recycle somebody else's shit. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back on your airways next week.